bekannt. Fatal. Hi, my name is Marco and this is not the fourth time we are trying to record this podcast at all. Uh, with two decks this week, we can safely say that I have an online shopping addiction and I'm your regular cardamancer with even more decks. No, not dicks, decks. <laughs> big, big deck energy. <laughs> big Hi, deck I'm energy. <laughs> and I continue to have, is it commitment issues or trust issues? We'll never know. I'm an encyclopedia. Many issues. Let's make it a double Sunday. And it's... <laughs> Hi, <laughs> my name Sunday. is Mafalda. Uh, and I think I now total over 20 plants. I'm not sure. I've stopped counting. <laughs> Hi, and um, I'm very sleepy, uh, still having breakfast. And what the fuck is going on, Van? <laughs> Going on, Van. Going on, oh, Van. Man. The new Going sitcom on. on Fox. <laughs> oh, Fox. Jesus. What? Going on. What? No, it's the new sitcom. What's going on, Van? <laughs> What's going on, Van? Oh, that that's a nice. That's the nice. Uh, uh... I'd watch that. Yeah. Sounds like a Me 90s. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, totally. Like Sabrina, the teenage witch, or yeah. What was it? Oh, Miss Sheffield! Oh my god! Oh, the nanny. That was so Man. cool, the nanny. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the name in Portuguese because it's actually it's actually a good translation. What was it? It is. Uh, what was it? The name Competente Descarada, which is not exactly a translation, oh. but it's better. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's like, like, you know. Competent like, yet sassy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, well, I would have, I would have even gone the like slutty because like Chikarada no! seems like it's like it's oh, a little no, bit no, of no. like. I don't no, think no. she was slutty. She was, she was actually very demure because I'm watching it well, on well, Prime. she wasn't demure. She wasn't demure. Let's not get overboard. But yeah, she wasn't <laughs> slutty either. <laughs> she was I know, just I know. doing her thing. I don't think she was slutty. She just wore very tight. 19 and short mini skirts. <laughs> uh, very she, short. She was very unnanny ish. Well, she did. Well, the that job. was the, the point. Kids were happy. Yeah, yeah. The kids were happy. As you could. Are we gonna tell sing from, the theme song? The theme song. No, theme song. no, no, no. I don't no, no, even remember what the actual theme song. What? Was. No, it was great, like a jazzy number, like da 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 da. Yeah, like a musical thing. Yeah, it was great. It was great. By the way, uh, can I can I share something controversial? <gasps> yes. Since oh we're talking God. about '90s sitcoms, mm-hmm. yes. Why do people think that Friends is funny? I don't fucking know. I hate that show. <laughs> it's so generic, and I was it's born the at the time where it should have most made predictable, sense for me. unfunny thing with the yeah. hypest of hypes, and it gets on my nerves. I am I going to. Know. I wish I'm going to raise me. your friends, and I'm going to add you Seinfeld. I Actually, could not, no, I could not stand. I could not now stand Seinfeld. Now it doesn't Seinfeld. make me laugh a lot, but I can see why it did at the time. Friends. I, is not great that we today. Isn't it what? great that today we have options? Well, oh we did shit! At the time too. Yeah. Not as yeah. Many. I had my VCR as an option. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I did watch Seinfeld, and I liked it a lot. Friends. I didn't watch it then. I don't think it was even in my radar then i don't think we had it here 
for oh, uh, it, well, it happened we, here, but it was dubbed in Portuguese for some weird reason. I for three, for so. two episodes. Well, yeah, it, it was for but two episodes, and people just, were like, it's, "No, it's not funny," and it has a laugh track, and you can tell that the actors are like um, uh, waiting for the laugh track to cue in so they can deliver their next line. I don't understand, but there's like this huge cult about it, and that's fine. But I, for the yeah. life of me, I cannot find it funny. You mean the cult of friends? Yeah, because like no, at the time, yeah, I mean, fine, maybe they're not. Has a cult. Like maybe they're not from the exact same time, but I loved Will and Grace. Will and because, Grace is hilarious. Will you know, and Grace still holds up. It's really because Megan Mullally and yes and. Yes, yes Megan Mullally. What are you yes. doing, honey? Her, What's that thing you're wearing? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Megan so Mullally good. is amazing. Yes, yes. Her her real life relationship with uh, uh, um, Nick Offerman. Oh, when yes, I found out they the were best. married, I was like, "This is perfect." Of course, they're married. <laughs> and I'm like, "That's like a perfect fit on so many le- yes. levels." Because of course, you got that fine piece of has, and like, of course, you got <laughs> this like fine, charming man. <laughs> like it makes it makes total sense. And there's an episode in Parks and Rec where Nick Offerman uh, plays like his uh, uh, character Ron Swanson. Ron, yeah. Where his his uh, ex-wives, both of them, which are called I don't know what they're called, but they both have the same name. So he just calls them like Paula One and Paula Two. And <laughs> Megan Mullally plays one of them. She plays his crazy ex-wife. It's it's glorious. It's wonderful. And and the that, thing and, is, and those uh, are the I, the only two things that that his character are afraid of in the world are his ex-wives. <laughs> like he he gets up from his from his desk. He's like, I can smell it in the air. She's in the building. Hide. <laughs> and she has like a, a backpack already ready to, to run away in case of emergency. It's great. It makes me think of that. Um, of, like Inez is certainly going to know this, but yeah. the, like the actual dynamic of having your spouse in a show can be incredible. Because if, mm-hmm. if, if anyone listening has watched Mad Men, exactly, John, yes. John, John Slattery's, um, Slat- Sl- oh God, I can't Slattery. fucking talk. <laughs> Slattery, yes. Yeah. Like his like original wife in the show, yeah, 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 uh, called yeah, yeah. Mona. Their yeah. fucking on screen, like, on screen chemistry is incredible. It's amazing. Yeah, and they're actually married. So yeah, they're happily it's married. Great. Everything's great. She's but amazing. She's just, oh, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> we could all used to be a little bit more Mona. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm gonna that's, say. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Mona. Mona. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. man. So no, I so, don't understand why people love friends so much. No. Looking back, yeah. it was just a it was just weird how it was very theatrical as well. Maybe so. at the time that type of humor was new on television, perhaps. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I I I compare that uh, a bit to Sex in the City. I don't like that too either. <laughs> that that when you look and what when you yeah. watch it later in life after having you know grown and all the issues and mm-hmm. themes that society has gone through, it's like how did we like this? I'm gonna be controversial about Sex in the City because <gasps> for its time, <laughs> you did not have a oh, rom-com sitcom about four women which most no absolutely absolutely and they were talking about things that you you wouldn't hear anywhere because Mm -hmm. there was absolutely no show at that time who depicted that relationship and actually it's gonna it's 
it's pretty interesting that if you well I don't know if you watched all of Sex and the City but there is little uh, there is little to no backstory on most of the characters definitely you, you don't know I mean you you never see Carrie's family you never see Samantha's family you never see um Charlotte's family you only get uh Miranda's family which it, she is one of my favorite characters. I could Hell always yeah. wish I would be uh, Miranda, but I'm 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 a Carrie. Cause I... Totally. Like my my like great ambition, like after watching this show, was like I have to be a Miranda, because to me, <laughs> I didn't read the like oh frigid or like or like almost butch type lady. What I but she read wasn't was frigid. Like, she had no, a no, no, lot, like, you know. She had a lot until she had the but baby. But like the way that she was portrayed in the show was like to some at some point was like deeply unsexy. Like like she wasn't like sexy hot Samantha or like oh Carrie sits a bat like a basket case but look at her she's so beautiful. Like Miranda was not portrayed like that, but all I saw was like she's a very successful lady. I like that, you know, cuz single mother, right? So I'm projecting hard as fuck <laughs> into the screen. It's like she seems great and she makes money and she lives by herself and she can buy her own house. That's all I saw. Basically. It's like that it's like that movie Working Girl. You know. Oh yeah. Ah, I love it. I need, it's to, I need same, to watch that movie again cuz it's really It's good. that same feeling. It she was once a secretary yeah. and in the 80s in a oh in a God, big firm girl. and then she uh she made herself uh top dog you know top dog yeah yeah well the By thing the about the, the thing about miranda and she evolves in terms of style <coughs> in the in the, mm-hmm. in the maybe two uh first two seasons she wasn't really that sexed up and she was always you know very well put together but then the styling on on Miranda mm-hmm. really evolved and um, and I really really enjoyed it. I'm a bit of a I'm a bit of a Miranda at work, but I am a Carrie <laughs> in my head. <laughs> Except I, I just buy makeup. And and also, sex. like we were we were we were talking about secretaries, and you all because you know me, you know that I share this opinion, and I'm not sure if I said this on the show before, mm-hmm. but the movie Secretary is mm-hmm. one of the most romantic movies of all time. I challenge anyone to watch that movie that, yes, has an entire section where you hear Leonard Cohen and then Maggie Gyllenhaal has a carrot in her mouth and she's crawling around in an office with fucking stirrups. It is the most romantic movie for me. Like, it is, and I'm not even like, oh, yeah, because I relate, because my ass and Rebecca. No, (laughs) it's just a beautiful movie about two broken people that find each other and how they learn to be more complete people because they find each other like they learn to get over their shit and to me that resonated more than mm. any of the 50,000 rom-coms that came out during the 90s mm. do, do you guys know guys know which movie it is have you seen if you it? don't so so if no one listening it's, has ever really heard of secretary yeah. it's this like actually like smallish indie like mm-hmm. like it wasn't like a big release mm-hmm. uh, i think it's from two, uh, 2002 it has James Pather, and yes, ladies, if you were into him in Crash, you should watch this movie. <laughs> um, he was very inconsequential to me, but like, I just love the whole dynamic. Um, and it has Maggie Gyllenhaal, and it's basically the story Back of this when girl who... nobody knew who she was. Yeah, exactly. Right. No one knew. Like, no, essentially, I, I think people I... might have only known because 
that surname that is yeah. impossible ah, to right, forget. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but she was also played a very itty bitty part in Donnie Darko, which was big, big cult uh, mm-hmm. flick as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, like, I think I think I'm remembering that right. But anyway, the, like the whole movie is based on uh, this girl um, Lee, um, and she has just come off of. I think they allude to it being like she was either committed or something, but she tried to harm herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the story of how she copes with that and she starts to get independent and she eventually meets um, meets this guy who has an attorney office and she starts to work for him. Uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, definitely, I- definitely watch it. Yeah, yeah I have to say I haven't watched it. It's one of those movies that doesn't no, I haven't watched it either. You should. It Calls to me, cool. but thanks for cool. the tip. I'll, I'll yeah. look into it. Yeah. Yeah. The final, uh, like, sort of sequence of the movie is ingrained in my brain. And it was actually the first movie I watched on a more official date with my now husband. Uh, because I wanted to show him, like, a movie that, like, meant a lot to me. And, like, people are like, you're on a date and you fucking show the guy a movie about spanking? Like, mm. <laughs> But trust me, trust me that it is a fully romantic movie. Also, the soundtrack is by one of my favorite composers of all time. It's Alan Alan Silvestri, which is the same guy who made the soundtrack to Back to the Future and a bunch of other amazing Mm -hmm. movies. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Fall doesn't every time over. Nostalgia. Nostalgia of going to the movies, actually. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, what's a, what's a going time. to the movies? What's yeah, a, what's yeah. A, what's yesterday, movie? yesterday yes. they launched DC launched a, a few um, trailers Ooh. for Wonder Woman and the I new need Batman. to watch that. I need and I need to watch the, the Wonder Woman. The, the, the new line, Wonder Woman trauma. The tagline was only in theaters. No, it's <laughs> we're still in a pandemic. Make only it accessible. Theaters. No. In other channels. I am going to put on a visor. I'm going to put on a mask. And I'm going to watch Wonder Woman in the theaters. But I I did have... I came up with a great plot. (laughs) Which is I am going to watch it like... um, at 11 a.m. or at uh, lunch hour where there's no one there. There's normally no one there, So basically, it's going to be safer. But I am going... Because I definitely will not forgive myself if I never watch Wonder Woman. She is the first... I I have this recollection of being very, very young. Like, I was four or five. And I remember watching an episode of Wonder Woman which in Portugal was translated to Superwoman. Mm. <laughs> she was yeah. super... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, she was Super Mulher. So it's really odd because huh. actually there is a Superwoman, but it's there not is? her. Yeah, there is. is she, like, What's I think, her relation with Superman? I don't remember because Are she's, they, like, she's either a gold... Brother and she, sister? Or? No, I think she's either a Golden Age um, character or a Silver Age character. So it's basically either no 40s or, or 60s. Okay. But she existed. So, And I remember being Superwoman and there were no shows on television that portrayed uh, a woman who was being a hero. Of course, it was really campy. It did, it did age well because it was so, so campy. <laughs> um, because you cannot take that thing seriously. I mean, no, it's the very sound generational. Effects, 
I don't remember seeing uh, Wonder Woman on TV when I was a kid. But you did. You, you've never Maybe seen Wonder Woman on TV? Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever seeing it, no. Oh. I remember seeing She-Ra. She-Ra, well, yeah. yeah. She-Ra, yeah. yeah. That was brutal. Um, so, in, o- in homage to that... Hmm. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh, wow. Is this from the 70s? Yeah. Ah, uh, it's close. <laughs> hey, I like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. It's a funky theme song. See, I never watched this as a kid. Because you weren't born yet. I like that theme song. Very, uh... Of its time. I don't think we need to listen to the entire thing. We're going to get sued. DC's going to sue us. Yeah, it was. There is another song with lyrics which are ridiculous, like "In Your Satin Tights," "Fighting for Our Rights," for the old red, white, and blue. <laughs> in your make satin a make a yeah in a, in her satin tights. Make tight. a hop. Make a hawk a dove. Um, what was it? Make a hawk a dove. There was something I'm else, s- you know. I'm so glad that there are women now writing for that and not just <laughs> in the male perspective. <laughs> I love the music. I, I do love it's that great. 70s vibe. Yeah, it's it great. Is. But, and actually, but I'm so grateful for the evolution as well of Wonder Woman because yeah. it, we couldn't just, you know, <laughs> put on our tights and fight crime. No, yeah. I think, I think Wonder Woman was no, really you're fun get a run because on your do you know that you're gonna be fighting crime. In, in the first season, uh, which was set in the 40s, World War II, where, where Wonder Woman actually came into being. Um, so in the first season, she had the spin, you know, the whole spinning around and changing. And the whole mm-hmm. spin around and changing, the first two or three transformations of Wonder Woman were really done in slow motion. They were very expensive to do. And she was literally taking off her clothes. And then the studio executives saw it and they were like, no, that's too sexy. No, that looks like she's stripping. So it, it changed to her uh, twirling around and then an explosion and, and she would be already in costume. But, yeah, but yeah. to think that <laughs> after all like the WAP video and everything else, to think that Wonder Woman twirling around and taking her jacket off. Because, you know, she didn't, you didn't see her underwear or anything. But to think that it was... Um, to think that is um, too sexy is funny. And in I the 70s. You, I know you guys maybe did not see it, but in the launch of the It's a DC Fandom, again, you had shared it, Vanessa. I had no idea that it was happening or no idea what it fucking meant. But apparently mm-hmm. there was a, a, a panel after they showed a trailer for Wonder Woman 84. And my favorite thing uh, that I saw was, if you don't know, Kirsten Wiig is in this movie. 
And Kirsten yeah. Wiggs' reaction to Linda Carter was one of the most like heartwarming, adorable things I've ever seen. She literally spent five minutes just fangirling, saying like, "I used to watch your show, and you're incredible." She was like dying, like it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and and Linda Carter, I mean, come on, that woman yeah, still yeah, looks yeah. impeccable. Yeah, I mean, she in does. Every she sense does. Of the word. She's very, she's very graceful. She is. Yeah, like she seems like a very graceful. And I think she wasn't she a Miss America or something. I think she was a Miss America. I don't know. I don't know. Like a page, she was like a pageant Miss America. I think. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go and while you mm-hmm. talk about something else, I'm gonna mm-hmm. fact check on <laughs> I, Wikipedia. <laughs> I do. Speaking? I do have something else that I like. That is. Okay. I mean, it's go not. Ahead. It's not. It's not related to this topic though. So if you want to expand on this, please go. No, no, go right ahead. Go okay. and expand your topic. So it, it's 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 something related to what you were saying. Like, oh, I'm glad that um, I'm glad that men no longer write this stuff, because <laughs> so you can get something a little different. Not um, only men. Yeah, I'm not I'm not yeah. trying to generalize it, but you know, it it needs I, I another mean, perspective. I totally know what you mean. I uh, watched uh, over the last couple of days this documentary on Netflix called High Score, and my friends who are here in this in this podcast with me, um, I know that you are not gamers. Uh, it's not really a thing that you identify with, and you may. Even are you telling me I am not a gay man? Yes, <laughs> gamers. A gamer. Fun fact: There's a literal subreddit called Gamers for, you know, gay people who like video games <laughs> specifically. Of uh, course. But, <laughs> and it's a literal term. Like you, you see sometimes in chat, like any gamers here, meaning, you know, are you gay? And also into Last of Us. Are you gay? <laughs> are you gay? But um, are you gay? So high score. <laughs> I didn't get to watching it right away because it seemed like, oh, it's yet another documentary about video games. And I've seen a billion of them. And I'm always interested. But I was like, you know what? I have nothing better to do. I'm just going to put this on the background. But I was hooked as fuck. So what (laughs) High Score is, is a documentary about the history of video games. And while it hits on a lot of the classic things like, how did Atari come up? What were the Hmm. console wars? Um, How did Nintendo become a big thing? It the way again kudos to the producers and the directors because they did a fabulous job researching things that for one I think were forgotten pieces of history hmm. and literal erasure of minorities uh, and LGBT people because I didn't know but if you guys remember when you were younger um, games used to come in cartridges yeah right? yeah they used to come in these I still like, have weird some. I had yeah. the Mega Drive. So, yeah, there you go. So, did you know that the person that invented the technology for the cartridge was an African-American man? Because I sure as shit didn't know that. No, I did and not it, know and that. And it, it was... Um, so, they so they go into mentioning, like, the whole history around it. Um, and basically, if he had not uh, invented this uh, this technology... There would not have been, or at least it would have taken so much longer for Atari to even to even become a thing. Um, it was again. I'm I'm not gonna like spoil a bunch of it with you, but definitely go watch it, even if you only have a passing interest in games. I think what's the it show called? Goes more- high score. High High score. It's on Netflix. I'll, I'll I'll leave it in the in the show notes. You probably okay, have okay. it locally on your Netflix because it's a Netflix production. Another cool thing at the very beginning. 
uh, this woman is talking about space invaders and about like, oh, I got really into it and I want a championship and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. A fucking lady was really good at playing games back then. And then the fucking one-two punch that they hit that um, essentially because she had found solace in video games, she managed to come out as trans eventually. Oh, so wow. she was trans. Like one of the biggest voices in one of the episodes of the documentary is a trans woman, which is I- incredible to me. The other tidbit, which I think you guys will like, is a whole entire episode. It almost made me cry with the fucking sheer nostalgia of it. Uh, it was an episode <laughs> full on um, RPGs. So it touched on Dungeons Dragons, obviously, but that was an, and the effect that Dungeons Dragons had in the inception of some video games. But it mentioned the first role playing LGBT specific and LGBT created game, which was called. This is. I love it. It was called Gay Blade. <laughs> is a name right <laughs> fucking gay blade wow. so gay blade was actually lost entirely because the because the developer uh, who is this fellow called ryan best had actually lost the original like source files and everything in a move um and he designed this he made this in 1992 at the height of like oh fuck them gays like you know i'm glad you're dying with aids like that's how bad it was in america at the time and mm-hmm. he basically designed this game as a response to the oppression that he was feeling. Mm-hmm. And he designed this silly role-playing game. Like, on the back of it, on the back cover, it says, Vaporize Politicians, Zap Skinheads. Yeah. <laughs> Which was yeah, just like... I love so it. one of the weapons you had were, like, press-on nails, for instance. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's again so the game was lost forever but through oh. a sheer coincidence while the while high score was being filmed they actually managed someone managed to track a copy of it oh. and um because someone was making this thing called the lgbt game archive so it's lgbtgamearchive.com and it's basically just video games that are in any way related to the community or are made by lgbt people and you can actually download and 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 play the game now because they yes. Um, so it, it's it's just a beautiful fucking story to me about again how someone and I know that nowadays like there's a very high perception which I can understand because I've experienced it of the toxicity of the community, but the what the show touched on for me was what I have experienced more, which is games are a way for weird people to relate <laughs> when they have no relatability in life and when, when you've been excluded out of certain things, games can help you sort of understand yourself or find a way to express yourself or just feel like you fit in with something or fit in somewhere. Um, so it was quite, quite beautiful. And then it ended on a whole episode about Doom and I fucking love Doom. Uh, it's a completely seminal game. Again, if you have any passing interest in video games, watch it. And if you just want to watch some interesting history, especially American, uh, like civil history almost. Oh yeah, because there's an entire episode where they talk about sports games and I'm like, this is fucking boring, I don't like sports. Until, <laughs> until they touched on the fact that they made sports games, right? And if you have seen American football even for five seconds, you know that most of the people playing 
are not necessarily white, right? But in games, they still made the white little sprites. So it was revolutionary at the time. I think it was like one of the Madden games. I don't know which one. That came out with black, like pixel art football players. And that was like almost shocking Mm -hmm. or almost revolutionary. When you think about it, it's it's literally painting pixels, one color or another. But the difference that that it makes for a young kid to see themselves in the cover of a game is Mm -hmm. incredible. So yeah, this is again, and this is a video game documentary. Fascinating. Uh, I'm I'm hot. really I'm really curious about it. Yeah, me too. Video video games were were uh, you know I I I still have my NES from the '80s, the first game console that I that my oh, mom yeah, purchased for me, and I was a big uh, you know Nintendo fan. I had a Sega Saturn. I loved play Tekken. Um, so yeah, very very interesting. Yeah, they definitely like touch on the like like the fighting games aspect. Like they say that basically they created Chun Li because ah, Chun-Li. the because the Japanese designers thought you know what women will like the girl with the big thunder thighs, uh, which thunder they were flies. not incorrect, <laughs> but they were but not incorrect. Basically, they designed female characters because they thought the girls will want to play the girls. Oh. Which yeah. is which at least is like, have the option, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Which is like, oh, like thank you, like with good forethought, and at the same time, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you think I only want to play the girl because I can only relate to, it. okay, like, okay, you know what? Fine. Thanks for including me. You know. Yeah. yeah thanks great. for including and diversity. People an option. Maybe a guy will want to play a girl. Yeah. A lot yeah, of guys want to play girls. Yeah. Exactly. I think there's a lot of guys want to play girls. Yeah. It's sure. Very interesting. Um. Maybe I'll I'll go to uh, it's not a segue but it's like a, a U-turn <laughs> for uh, another theme that I have here that it's called uh, brutalist architecture. Oh, what is brutalist architecture? What is brutalist? I have no idea. I I actually know what it is. I will let Vanessa explain, but I know what this is because of my ex-boyfriend. Hello, Fred. <laughs> I've read. What 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 do you guys think when when uh, when this names you know hits your your neurons? architecture, concrete, uh, right angles, yeah, yeah. big boxy big blocks, blocks, blocks. On, on, on on purpose. Pretty, but, yeah, pretty self-explanatory. Exactly that. And but but in a certain aesthetic, it's not just like a regular building block. There's like yeah 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 exactly an intention to it. It's, it's, it's that. It's brutalist architecture essentially is a very uh, strict, very gloomy and very, uh, you know, strong architecture. Was it, was it from the old um, USSR um, type of building? Actually, no. Oh, okay. But it has a bit to do with that in the sense, for instance, there's this building in um, in New York City, in the middle of New York City, that it's called, uh, it's a, people call it the Long Lines Building on 33 Thomas Street. And what it is, it, the code name of that project was Project X, 
So hmm. it was a project that started in 1969 and by 1974, the skyscraper was completed. Hmm. And this building, this brut brutalist structure building uh, was built uh, to be the world's largest center for processing long-distance phone calls operated by the New York uh, telephone company as subsidiary of AT&T. So the oh, building essentially... right now. What? Oh, I'm, I'm looking at pictures of the building. Yeah. It, oh. it has 29 floors with three basement levels and enough space for 1,500 people to work in. It has no windows. And it has no windows. That's the thing. It's it's. There are it's zero still windows in this building. Zero it's the, windows. It's the IKEA style of building thing. No, no, no. You don't. <laughs> under, it's it's like this huge building that's next to the office where I work in Lisbon, which was built like two years ago, which is horrendous. It looks like horrendous, a and it isn't looks it? like this. It is. Oh. And. Sorry. This building was designed by the architectural firm John Carl Wernicke and Associates. And it was designed to be a 20th century fortress with spears and arrows replaced by protons and neutrons laying quiet siege to an army of machines within. So essentially this building, this specific building was made to harbor gigantic uh, phone lines and connections, but never to be accessed from the outside. Everyone that works within it's like working inside a bunker. That's insane. It's, Why? It's a very good question. People are going to go insane here. Probably they, they, I, I would. they do. Yeah. So, what the hell? for instance, uh, um, <laughs> they say that uh, this building um has served nsa surveil as a surveillance site for yeah. the nsa it's, it's not for phone line yada 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 it's not yeah it, yeah it's not what it's so look into it brutalist architecture it's those types of buildings for instance we have one that could be called that here in portugal yeah. but it's not as brute it's uh, it? called the torre do tombo yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. tombo tower um, it's and what do we use that building for? Let's let exactly. Know. It's very <laughs> archival. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's archival. Archive. I've never been there actually. Yeah, it, you know, it looks a very interesting place to go. But so, there are some some brutalist uh, buildings that have a certain beauty to them. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. At least in my opinion, uh, not this one. This one looks yeah. like a dystopian nightmare um this this is the extreme example if yeah, you will but, placed but within are, and the other day i don't know if it was from your notes or something i scrolled past online there, there was something called eco brutalism mm. Does this ring a bell which was uh brutalist buildings that had plants i don't know if they were built into the building or that that the buildings had just been abandoned and nature just t took over. Don't but come from Mafalda and her plants, please. That's not nice. <laughs> that is not nice. Yes, That's this not is how a very elaborate this. intervention for Mafalda. <laughs> yes, um, eco-brutalism eco is, is, is the invasion of cement or the purposeful thought hmm. of building buildings, you know, mm -hmm. with... Um, 
while being a forest, while being mm -hmm. sustainable and having a lot of green. Because, uh, I don't know, maybe the Gulbenkian building, at least from the outside, maybe you kind of could say it's a bit brutalist, no? I don't know. The Gulbenkian one. I, I don't know, I find it... I find it too. I find it too aesthetic to fit in. I think the materials relate yeah, to that. Yeah, maybe that's it. The materials. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. 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 And yeah, so I, f I found that 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 thing was um, was interesting. I didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. so. You didn't? Yeah, I only had like oh. very like passing knowledge of it because uh, again, ex boyfriend was was very into that sort of. Um, I, I don't know very like in the, like I would I would call it Soviet aesthetic mm -hmm. you know things that are mm -hmm. very that almost seem dilapidated that uh, like are very austere mm -hmm. you, you know and and you know husband is literally an architecture, architecture. major so <laughs> occasionally I will get sessions of like do you know about thing but, but it's very like I find it very interesting um yeah, so uh, I don't really have a good segue to this next topic, but I really just want to talk about it. Then, mm -hmm. then let me just make a U-turn and uh, oh yeah, yeah, another for sure, another U-turn, because this past week, uh, one of the most beloved uh, contestants of RuPaul's Drag Race oh, passed yes. away. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Chichi Devane. Uh, yeah. She passed away from illness. So she was 34. Yeah, oh. all our yeah. love goes to her. You know, she was super nice, and apparently everybody and loved her. So yeah, it was. She was, she was great. She, she was as nice as she seemed. Yeah, she mm -hmm. was. Inc I remember her, and um, I don't know if this is the second queen to pass away because we had Sahara Devonport. It is the yeah. it is the second on the cast specifically. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, no, I know that there was a production uh, assistant, uh, I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And a there was also or a producer um, who passed away. Lady Red, which was a, a, yeah. Oh, yeah. a Lady trans Red. woman that yeah. did Hay, uh, Hay Queen, I think. Yeah, yeah she Hay was Queen. on Hay Queen so with, um, with Johnny, Johnny McGovern. Johnny. Yeah, yeah, Johnny McGovern. So, you know, our love to uh, Chichi Devane's friends yeah. and, and family. And, um, Definitely. Well, yeah. And we hope she is uh, upside down. Uh, on the, in the beyond, lip syncing for yeah. our lives because we certainly need it. <laughs> oh yes, she was a great lip syncer. She was. Yeah. She, she was. was she was. A lot of yeah. yeah, and also this is where the really weird super trivia. She was the first shoot. So if you watch Tudor Boot, which is the satellite what show that they basically rate their outfits, outfit. she she was the first shoot when she did her. Like final four outfit for the paper challenge. Oh yeah, uh, she yeah. did a great it outfit was, like, made entirely so out of good. paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, like yeah. a few seasons later, or like a season later, or whatever, RuPaul's look basically himself. looked like that. Like hers, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a shoot is like a super like if you wanna. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you're yeah. not into the lingo of two. Yeah, if boot. you're not into. <laughs> if well, you're not from gamer. us on the studio, back to you, Mafalda. <laughs> <laughs> well. We're gonna make fun of Ben Shapiro, everyone. <laughs> Yay! Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. I the way I wrote this down in my notes was I just want to read it for everyone because that's what I felt at the time. So we're gonna talk about WAP again, <laughs> and what I wrote was your fragile sandpaper sex is valid <laughs> because. <laughs> 
if you if you do not know, so WAP has been this thing. We've already talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. People are very like, oh my god, it's a woman being very overtly the sex. Ah. Essentially. <laughs> uh, exactly. That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's, that is the exact voice, yes. <laughs> that's, that's how I can explain it. In his show, and I'm going to play you guys a little clip of it in case you haven't uh, heard it. <laughs> uh, he, well, he analyzed the song and the uh, I'll just let because you guys hear it. His wife is a doctor men, or men something. Think of women in a in a purely sexual fashion. It, it it is women empowering themselves. It is super empowerment. Here are some of the lyrics. You ready? Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Oh my god. Hold up. I said certified freak seven days a week. Wet ass p word. Make that pull out game weak. Yeah, you effin with some wet ass p word. P word is female genitalia. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet-ass P-word. Give me everything you got for this wet-ass P-word. Beat it up, N-word. Catch a charge. Extra large and extra hard. Put this P-word right in your face. Swipe your nose like a credit card. Hop on top, I want to ride. I do a kegel while it's inside. Spit in my mouth. Look in my eyes. This P-word is wet. Come take a dive. And so on. Essentially, like, you can... He read it. He read. He wrote. So it's this fucking. <laughs> you know. This is like the biggest cell phone. No, I, no, no, no. <laughs> that was. It is so beautiful that you said that because some of the reactions to this <laughs> idiot <laughs> were oh, literally oh, one of them. So basically, he goes on to say, no, like, not only he does he read this. Um, he goes on to say that basically, like, it doesn't even make any sense because a few were had that word of a pussy. Like, my wife is a doctor, and she said that you, you're you're sick. You need to go to the doctor. That's yeah. basically what he said. And he tweeted like he thought he was being like, "Ooh, yes. mic drop!" Like it's either like it was these weren't the <laughs> so it's either basically. a yeast infection or a na 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 or a na na na. You should go I to think- the doctor because my wife is an actor. And then Doctor Jennifer Gunter of Twitter. Like, Bless her. Like, Bless Dr. Jennifer you. You Gunter. Yes. And then she wrote an article for the New Yorker. Basically, actually, let me, won, let me... So, so allegedly, we can say tweets. that Ben Shapiro knows nothing about wet-ass pussy. Exactly! So, well, not, he, only that, not only that, it, it's, it's like... We can, we can say that. What, what was he, he thinking? Well, let me just... Again, just, just for the context of everyone, because I, I, I need you... I need you to know that he said, as I also discussed on my show, my only real concern is that the women involved, who apparently require a bucket in the mop, get the medical care they require. My doctor wife's differential oh. diagnosis, bacterial vaginosis, yeast infection, or trichomonas, yeah. to which someone replied, Ben Shapiro reporting that his MD wife told him she's never gotten wet during their relationship, except as a result of vaginal infection, is how I put this trially. The world's most predictable self-own. <laughs> yes. Yes. Then so you're there, not doing it right. there have been like an infinite amount of memes, basically saying like, oh, "Honey, I do, like, honey, I let's have sex," and then like his wife, like, but yes, I do I'll know. get the sandpaper ready." Oh, of, no, no. The, the, the thought, the thought that he had to have, have to think that he could talk about this in a way that uh-huh. would make him sound an expert. On women's physiology. No, he is mansplaining pussy. I mean, <laughs> while recommending the epitome. It, it's, it's, and it's, his wife it's, is enabling him, which is exactly it's, very it's stupid. I mean, 
Well, Don't! I do know I do know a lot of 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 cis straight men uh-huh. who do not like wet pussy. Wet at pussy? Yeah, they sure. do not like it. I don't know why. I think it would be something like you're doing a good job because, you know, I'm not exactly a pussy connoisseur because <laughs> I've had, <laughs> I've had the one. Bad. I mean, I've had the one because I did, I, I'm a C-section kid. It so was a I free trial. So <laughs> I didn't even go through my own mother's yeah, vagina. Yeah, you're like, no, I'm all right, thanks. So, I'll take a detour. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say it was a free trial? Mm-hmm. She did? <laughs> Oh boy, that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh man, oh man, oh man. But yeah, I, 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 I think that my mind is no longer accepting those types of dudes that go out and explain or try to explain or try to say. Vanessa, oh, I'm sorry, but your mind has not accepted dudes for a long time. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> You no, you put yourself out there on this one. Ah, uh, you walked right into that. <laughs> but, but, to, but, I, yeah, yeah. but you've had one of the nicest boyfriends. That yeah, you could let's ever not have. go into let's let, let's not go into <laughs> private so, life. You actually yeah. had a Listen. great experience with yes, yes, with yes. a boyfriend. Yes, yes, yes. We could we could go on from here, but we're not. Let's oh not do God. that. No, Let's no. not dwell into the crossed lines of our relationship. No, no, no. <laughs> in this group of friends. Yeah, no. Probably oh, one of the nicest people we all know. Ain't nobody got time. Right? <sighs> Probably one oh, of the nicest. Oh, I wouldn't call him the Contessa of Shade. Like, who? <laughs> so, um, well, before anyway. we leave, you know what time it is. What time it is? Is it time for... It's time for a thing on the internet, goddammit! Yes! <laughs> there is no game this week, but we're going to talk oh, no. about TikTok. Oh. TikTok again. Oh, what's happening yes. now? So there are several things I want to talk about. Some of them are just topics that I want you to discuss or I want to have our listeners be more aware of. But how I made this segment originally was to talk about POVs. Do you know what POV means? Point of view? Point of view. So POVs in TikTok are basically this, like these TikToks where um, someone's looking at the camera and it's, and it's captioned something like POV, uh, you don't have lunch at school and I offer you my lunch uh, or some stupid shit. Okay. Or like POV, uh, I'm your boyfriend and you just got your driver's license and I'm so proud of, or like some shit, right? And it's basically, you just see a person interacting. They don't talk, but they pretend to talk, but there's captions that they're mouthing kind of. Mm -hmm. And basically it's like you're interacting with this video. So they're asking you questions. They presume your answer, all of that. That's all fine. And it can be stupid or it can be wholesome. The problem comes with this section of the POV thing in which uh, we're going to talk about how creepy daddy is again. By oh, basically. my God. <laughs> so there's these TikToks of these 20-somethings that are like POV. Um, I, I don't know, like POV, you're, uh, you caught mommy acting like a dog. We eventually locked the door. This is an actual caption. What? What? Yes. What? Uh, yes. 
Like, what? POV, I am your vampire dad. <laughs> what? Yes. Yes. So there's just a lot of these things. I'll leave you, uh, I'll leave you an article that has some examples. But, like, what do you... Like, what's your first reaction to just knowing that this is a thing? I hope that there are a lot of psychiatrists uh, <laughs> using TikTok as well, offering advice and taking these people into consultation. There's a there's a lot of dangerous things going in the world of TikTok. People literally um, injuring themselves for views and likes. There are kids yeah. who put coins on power outlets to see shocks and actually probably could start fires. I mean, uh, there, uh, D'Angelo Wallace, I think that's his name. He's a YouTuber and he does a, a few things of, of things on he's, TikTok that go really, really wrong. And I mean, yeah. the thing about, I mean, 10 years ago, we would be talking about how YouTube would be bad for adolescents and how they would put mm -hmm. themselves out there. But I think TikTok has been like, nope, we're going to erase that. We're going to be even yeah. stupider. I mean, I'm all for when the kids, uh, the teenagers are enacting the, uh, the, 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 the POTUS's uh, death to make it manifest. You know, I'm all about that. I'm all about that chaos magic. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, make it manifest um but when i see like 14 15 year olds who are like putting coins in power outlets to see sparks and potentially burning down buildings and it's in it's and it's yeah. one of the things that kind of uh unsettles me is that they do it for the shock value literally mm -hmm. and figuratively well, but that's what and kids are gonna do i, I mean yes but it's the same principle that... as um vines and uh, jackass that show that used to be on mtv mm -hmm. but there's that component that what lives on the internet lives for every yeah for all the time yeah. so we either we either as a society learn to accept that people make mistakes and stop with cancel culture and if a person grows from it we accept it or these kids will have a history of Dude, you did this on TikTok. You might not be uh, working with your full capacity. So what I want to like, what I want to really touch on here, like I don't, I agree Please with you touch. that it's not shouldn't be. If you do something stupid on TikTok, as long as you don't hurt someone else, or as long like as long as you're not Logan Pauling, like Logan Pauling around and filming, like on the suicide forest, like and shit, like is it I Logan Paul or Jake Paul? What, whichever one. They're whichever one. Say. They're both yeah, Exactly. Bad. Whatever. But yeah. Like, There's I more than one? No. Yeah, because they're, they're brothers. Oh, fuck for fuck. Yeah, sake. exactly. There's fuck like, genetics, like two of them I mean, seriously. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're generic. Genetics are surely fucked. But um, what is most concerning to me here, again, people who listen to this show probably know why this is especially creepy to me. Uh, but a lot of these TikToks are basically like, I am your dad, but also weird sexuality around uh, it. Which no. just, this is not, let's not make this into a thing that is that? ever socially acceptable. Yeah. Let's not make um, the fact that I am your parent and then sex. That's, that can't be a conversation. Yeah. That it's, no. it's, it's just, no, stop it right now. And what I, 
also want to say is on this, as I was reading more on this, a lot of the videos that, that cause controversy are privated or people were um, removing them and, you know, apologies and everything. So it's, oh, mm -hmm. sorry, I hit my mm -hmm. mic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's like they have been removed, but still it is. And we have discussed this before, like incest porn and everything. There is a definite trend going to this being a dynamic that just mm. exists in the world that I'm fundamentally uncomfortable with. Mm. Um, I'm just yeah. surprised that this is something that kids would come up with at all. Because Why? it's not so because it's not kids kids in the sense that it's not 12 year olds. It's these like um, 16, 17 year old boys. Uh. And then 20-somethings, basically. Uh, early, no, early 20-somethings. Red flags, yeah. red flags. No. Yeah. Red flags so, all like, around. Yeah. Especially, like, the older you are in doing this, I'm just like, yes. mm, no, uh, no. very bad. By the way, and the also, as I, so I wrote this, like, weeks ago, right? And I was like, oh, it would be interesting to talk about this. Mm -hmm. However, in the week since... Um, <laughs> Not only has TikTok been presumably or was going to be banned mm -hmm. from America, the US, yeah. um, but yesterday, in a very new update, TikTok, I'm going to read you the headline, TikTok confirms that it will sue the Trump administration. Oh my God. Really? Which That's... is a timeline I never thought was going to happen. Yeah. What are they uh, going just to a sue social media app suing for? a fucking country. <laughs> country. But on, based on what? What's their... Accusation? So, because... Uh, so, he essentially, for, for those of you who don't know, he signed... Trump signed an executive order being all like, we want to put fucking TikTok out of the country. The, the base argument around that is TikTok collects a lot of creepy data mm -hmm. and they're feeding it to the Chinese government. While TikTok has said that it's not true that they feed it to the government, my particular issue with it is why is it only a problem when a non-American company does it? Because Facebook has been doing yeah. this shit. Facebook and even knows more for all years. that shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, they know everything. I literally, the other day, I was talking with my husband how I needed a mouth guard and like, oh, like I wonder how much it's going to cost. A couple of days later, he started getting ads for mouth guards. Mm -hmm. He never searched anything. Yeah. I never searched anything. Yeah. So... I mean, again, and again, he got Instagram ads mostly. So it's, why is it a problem if TikTok does it? I'm not saying that, they, that there's not shady shit going on with the app. Yeah. But what I'm also saying is if they're a problem, Facebook needs to be a problem. Google needs to be a problem. Every single company needs to be accountable to the same standard, not just TikTok. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also there's there's this little thing called TikToking. Uh, fact-checking Trump, which he might not like. So, yes. And it's a whole, like, an, another big component is that TikTok is a big competitor to American-based social media apps. So mm -hmm. recently, because of this presumed ban, which has not been enacted yet, um, Instagram, just yeah. a few days later, came out Released. with Reels, which is yeah. their TikTok product, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Uh, how funny is that? Like Facebook, totally yeah. fine. TikTok, yeah. bad. It, 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 it seems, not nepotism necessarily, but like it seems to me that there's a little bit more to this than him being worried that 
I'm your vampire dad is going to feed information to the Chinese government yeah. and about people who like vampire China dads. And, like, what? If they were based in Portugal, they wouldn't give a shit. But it's based in China, so it's like exactly. big bad wolf. <clears throat> I did. I did. I did give a. I did give a reading. <laughs> Sorry, Vanessa was. I was stretching, and made Vanessa laugh. <laughs> uh, I I have a reading for what, how we should. Uh, Look at TikTok, and um, mm. basically, it, it is this big dump of information uh, about how people interact. But I do think there's going to be something law um, law related happening to TikTok, and Probably. we should just um, we just just should shout out the red flags when we see them, you know. Mm -hmm. What we should yeah. not which, do which... is like saying like, oh, it's okay. It's just kids doing their things. I actually have actual cards for this because I didn't bring my decks because I only have 20, but I didn't bring them into the <laughs> studio. You have 20 decks? Jesus. I think I have more. I, I have more. God. I actually got an antique deck this week that uh, yeah. that that is very um, confusing to me that I don't know how to work yet. So... <laughs> I'll probably going to have to take a class for it. I do have an amazing deck that I think that Vanessa would like, which is the Super Oracle, which is something that I initially would like to bring to the show today. But, you know, catch us next week. <laughs> How about you catch us outside? For your, <laughs> for your deck mm -hmm. special. For our anyway, deck just special. To, just to finish up on the TikTok thing, because I think it's a nice little tidbit as well. So the original executive order... Uh, that Trump signed, it was August 6th, and it was basically blocking transactions with ByteDance, which is TikTok's owner. And then Microsoft sort of got into the gauntlet of wanting to buy TikTok because Microsoft does not have a big powerhouse social media thing. But Bill Gates was like, please no do this. <laughs> it seems like a bad deal. But it, it's also been suggested that Twitter and Oracle, very fucking weirdly enough, oh. were in talks to acquire TikTok. So basically, oh if it's acquired by an American company, I want to know, and this is an actual question for you, Mark. I want to know if TikTok is acquired by a American company, which is a possibility, but if it is acquired, are they going to back down on any legislation that's specific to them? I am shuffling. <laughs> I am shuffling. Ah, yes. Marco is currently on the shovel because yeah, because I I highly suspect like suspect that if they are acquired, basically it's going to be like okay, <laughs> and, and like the issue is just going to drop immediately. Do you guys like? Do you guys think otherwise? No. I think it's a very Facebook strategy. I want to acquire it either. You're to not. You're not going to like what I'm going to say. By buying them, yeah. <laughs> do it. Do it. It if it but is I mean, bought. Oracle buying buying Oracle is like the business intelligence and business analytics company like if not yes. the biggest one of the biggest in the world <laughs> yes. i am very scared as to what they i mean all those uh, web platforms are probably already using oracle services and products anyway for mm -hmm. analytics and whatever but i actually would like uh, to have more time to analyze this read but we we can't do it on the show so i'm gonna go with my first instinct mm -hmm. um so if it is get bought the intents and purposes is to silently and destroy it for what it is originally. 
Which I also yeah. wouldn't be surprised because that's mm-hmm. what happened to Vine when it was acquired by by Twitter, essentially. Yeah. So that, th- those are the cards, and I have, you know, I have Popes, mm. um, the magician, which is the con man. It has nothing to do for me with magic in this context, and then I have the tower, which is basically <laughs> everything goes. Oh yeah. Everything goes boom. So I can show you my cards on my screen. Oh, it's on your phone. Mm-hmm. Because I am the walking cartomancer. If you are, Aww. if you are actually a cartomancer who listens to this show, you can join us on Zoom every day at eight o'clock. Um, for and you can find us on Facebook for Coffee and Cards, which is a group of highly skilled cartomancers that are non-judgmental and cooperative. And you can actually see me walking the streets of Lisbon and reading mm-hmm. cards uh, while I'm <laughs> commuting to work. On foot. I'm not doing this while driving. Please don't don't cancel me. <laughs> don't so. deck and drive. Don't, yeah, yeah, and don't on this note, and on this note, remember to uh, visit Marco's uh, Moira page, Moira yes. Readings, yes. for and follow him on on Instagram. And send us a nothing question. else for the beautiful pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And until next episode, do send us your questions. Feedback, yes, write to us, ideas, to us, insult yeah. us. <laughs> tell us, tell us how has it been the last few months uh, of this pandemic? How yeah. have you experienced? How has it? been yeah. the ninety days of Mars been for you? Yeah, yeah. Who would like to know? Uh, until the next episode, remember to wear your mask, yes. practice your physical distancing, wash your, wash hands. your hands, and be kind. And be kind. And be kind. Bye-bye. I bought another snake plant. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Confortal, conversations and easy banter. Please like, rate and follow our podcast in whichever platform you're currently listening on. Make sure to follow us at Confortal on Instagram and Confortal Pod on Twitter, where you can ask us questions and get the latest updates on our show.